Alright, we are back. The three amigos, not the three you're used to either. It's myself, <laughs> Scott, and BJ. What's up, boys? What up? Hey, good How evening. How you doing, man? Good, good, good. So, uh, yeah, let's start this thing off with ad reading, and then we'll get right into the festivities of the day. Time for a commercial break. Commercial break. <laughs> Brought to you by True Fly Supply. So True Fly Supply is a monthly subscription service that caters to serious fly anglers. The seasoned angler knows exactly what they need on the water to catch fish. Sometimes. Wasn't the case today for me, but I don't know if I'm a seasoned angler or not. I think you're but, too well seasoned. Yeah. <laughs> a little salt, a little pepper. Yeah. So that's why uh, True Fly Supply puts the power of choice directly in your hands. With the industry's only build-your-own supply drop, which means basically a la carte, you can select what you want in your box. You don't have to uh, just deal with whatever shows up. Uh, All the essentials show up, and uh, you get to select them yourself. And then everything's delivered directly to your door. On top of that, the supply drop comes with a detailed information card, which I find very helpful. Uh, to help anglers fish the flies in ways that will increase your success and enjoyment on the water. And those cards are no joke, man. They uh, they detail out the bug, uh, how you fish it, what it's representing, different ideas on, on different ways to fish it. There, uh, There's a lot of cool information on there. So if you're looking for a hassle-free way of getting, it, getting the goods each month, the classic Trout Supply Drop comes with 24 premium quality flies, and I can attest they are premium quality, Uh, some leader, a monthly mystery item, stickers, decals, and, of course, the ever-popular breath mint, Rob's favorite. Yeah, I was going to say, Rob's, he he can't stop raving about the breath mint. (laughs) Oh, man, he's like, man, I'm sucking on a breath mint going through my box. It's a great day. I was rolling. So, uh... You got to get in on this stuff, man. And uh, signing up's easy. Head over to trueflysupply.com and uh, click on subscriptions. And uh, for our listeners, there's a special code that will earn you $5 off for the first month's supply drop. So uh, at checkout, enter the code STRIPSET, all one word, and uh, you'll save yourself five bucks. Boom. What do you think about that? No reason not to try it at that price. Hell yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. That gets you the build your own supply drop for, I'm not so good at math, but I think that's $19. Roughly. <laughs> Roughly. Roughly $19. It's less than $20. <laughs> for and I mean, where else are you going to get twenty four flies plus leader plus stickers plus the you know the instruction card and all that stuff for less than twenty bucks? That's pretty damn cool. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and really, if you're on that uh, if you're on that Sally Struthers train, this is less than a dollar a day, people. yes 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 i like it you're probably right around 70 cents or so a day and you too can sponsor a uh, needy fly fisherman (laughs) yeah yourself (laughs) exactly 
I mean, if you really want to take pity, you can uh, I'll, you can message me and you can sign up and I'll give you my address and you can have it shipped to me. You know, you can yeah. sponsor me. Oh yeah, you know what we should do? We should do like those MFC chicks and put like a Amazon wish list on our strip set page. And if you go buy something, we'll send you like <laughs> there you a, go. We'll send you like a foot picture or something. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. For, for them toe fetish people out there, <laughs> I'll send you a selfie with a fish with my glasses off. Ooh, bareback. Bear Ooh. Ooh, watch out, Jesus! <laughs> Just got real. Yeah. So, so three of us on tonight. Rob is at a uh, fundraising gala for uh, menopause, so he will not be on tonight. <laughs> Yes, but a worthy cause, yes. no doubt. Yeah, I mean, menopause is no joke. One minute you're bleeding, the next minute you're not. So, well, and I mean, you know, I'm I'm imagining that there's probably a whole staff of people there just to open the windows when things get a little too hot in there. Yeah, I was gonna say hot flashes left and right, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, I'm pretty I'm pretty proud of how Rob's handling going through menopause. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's 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 definitely less cranky these days. Yeah. Except when he is. Except when he is. <laughs> and his spelling seems to be getting better, so it must be something. Something. <laughs> so, two, two out of three people fished today. So, uh, yeah. Scotty, uh, you, not, you not necessarily the usual. Not the either. usual, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> so. so, we've got, uh, I fished. One of my uh, local spots that I've been hitting pretty hard lately. Um, it's been really, really producing well for me until today. Um, yeah, I got a little bit of uh, a little bit of humility served up today. Doesn't always work out in your favor, but I just uh, I could not stay hooked up. I don't know what the deal was. I mean, I was watching fish eat, setting the hook, coming tight. Everything that I normally do, and uh, I'm not a bill dance hook setter. I usually just reposition my rod, just just come tight, you know. Try not to rip those little bugs out. I'm fishing 24s, and uh, it's it's easy to rip the flies out of those fish's mouths. I definitely uh, am am in tune with that. So it was like set the hook, couple head shakes, hook pops out, and it happened eight times today. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's you get to that point. You just got to find something and kill it and make a sacrifice right there. <laughs> I should. I probably should have. You know what I mean. I should have. I should have bonked the one fish that I caught. I should have bonked it on the head and served it up to the bald eagle or something. Maybe there you go. <laughs> of course, this could be karma from uh, a couple weeks ago when I caught a nice rainbow and then I followed it up with a nice sucker fish, and both times one of the bait dunkers uh, with his bucket asked me if he could have the fish oh, no. and uh i said uh, no so that that could be karma biting me in the ass for uh for for you know making that guy's kids starve <laughs> you're, so, you're so selfish you i know well he thought for sure he thought for sure i was gonna give him the sucker fish and i'm like you're not taking my wild native fish bro this is wild and native dude <laughs> 
either one of them he'd have thrown away in uh, four months anyway. From yeah, it would have so. it would have got gone in his freezer, <laughs> gotten freezer burned, gotten thrown in the trash for yeah. sure. Definitely. <laughs> But it was a beautiful day. I mean, the wind uh, the wind picked up a bit, um, but uh, water conditions it's just skinny, skinny, skinny. I think uh, there's one the, the water coming straight out of the dam was like 32 cfs, right. and uh, then there's uh, another bit of water kicking in from the outflow of the hatchery that throws another 20 something in there. So I think it was where I was fishing downstream of that was flowing in the mid fifties or so, which pretty typical for this time of year. But yeah. you know, the crazy thing was, and I think part of the problem, I mean, obviously I was the problem because the fish were eating and I just couldn't stay hooked up, but there weren't that many fish feeding um, relative to, or compared to, you know, even a couple of weeks ago, because these fish are all acting real pre-spawnish. They're chasing each other around there. I saw a couple going on their sides, kicking up shit, you know, trying to, these are all like cut bows and stuff out of a hatchery. So they're, they're not actually going to be spawning, but I didn't have the heart to tell them that. So (laughs) they were, uh, they were just grab ass and chasing each other around the whole time. So you'd, you'd be sitting there looking at 15 fish and, you know, maybe four or five of them were actually feeding, but it's kind of hard to tell you know, when you see a fish moving around a bunch, you think, oh man, what's he chasing? But they were just chasing each other. So that probably didn't help matters that, uh, they were, yeah, yeah were focused on other things. <laughs> focused on a game of, uh, hide the sausage early. <laughs> Something. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. They're, they're definitely, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of a rough bite. And you get into the whole pre-spawn thing, man, because they're, you know, they're they're trying to eat. They're trying to do their thing and pack on the calories. And at the same time, they know that they've got shit to do on the riverbed. So it's a little rough. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I got I to gotta figure something out. I think I might just need to throw all my flies away and just have you tie me a whole shitload of new ones so I know I've got good hooks. Ooh, we could do that. We could definitely. I'll just come over. I'll just I'll just bring my empty box and a and a hundred dollar bill and and you can surprise me. Ooh, see now you're talking, dude. We can. I like those surprises. That. We can definitely <laughs> hook you up on that plan. <laughs> I'll just enter enter discount code strip set. Yep, just see enter what the, that gives me. Enter the promo code strip set for uh, hundred dollars worth of flies. <laughs> yeah enter this enter the code and bring a hundred bucks <laughs> yeah the code is just a formality fyi <laughs> nice I'm down with that well i did get a new uh i know you guys are the this is this is probably going to go heavy on the tying talk since it's you know i'm i'm outnumbered oh yeah this let's episode. see which, which way did this go but <laughs> but I will. I'll, I'll start off the the fly tying talk just to say that I did buy a new tying desk, a roll top mm. with a shit ton of drawers and stuff in it. So absolutely, I, I had I bought it and then I ended up going out of town. Just started a new job, and so uh, I haven't put it together yet. But I'm gonna hopefully try to get that done tomorrow and start uh, getting out some of my tying stuff and. 
you know, I'll probably need you to teach me how to do it again. There we go. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. I've I've always wanted to get me, and I probably will here soon. I've always wanted a roll top for that. Yeah, there's just so much organization built into that thing. It's oh, so nice. Yeah, plus you can roll that sucker down and shut it without having to clean up your mess. And for two things here, the wife doesn't have to look at it whenever she goes into the office, and the cats won't get into that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the biggest one, dude. Cats are cats are lovers of feathers. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I know we were talking on the chat the other day. Did you ever buy your vice? No. Okay. No, so I haven't figured that out yet. I was I was actually in Houston when I was when we were chatting about that. I just got back on uh, Thursday night, so Okay. Cuz you know you know the way. But I got to figure that one out. Oh yeah, yeah just, I know. Just pull it just pull the trigger and join the club. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. <laughs> well, I think that is probably one of those things where uh you know, you can kind of baby step your way up to the big leagues or you can just, you know, fire the shot and get the get the checkbook out and make it happen and never have to buy another vice again. Yeah, that's you, you may have it. to buy a you may have to buy a parts kit, which I just got mine in yesterday. So, yeah, yeah. nice. What uh, what model do yeah. you have, BJ? Um, Mine's the. Was it thirty two hundred or twenty three hundred? Which way? I'm not sure. It's the Traveler, but okay, yeah, it's the Cam version, the Traveler Cam, but I, I can't remember the model number. Oh, okay, off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't even know the number I have. I just I know I've got a Traveler, and that's good enough. Yep, <laughs> they're versatile. I'll say that, man. They are versatile yeah. as all hell. I, I yeah. did find the I did find the breaking point, and it was a uh, five aught uh, owner hook that uh, broke the set <laughs> oh, through. That's crazy. I've I've had um, all those peacock bass flies I did last month. Those yeah. were all six aught. Yeah. Uh, well, I think what I found out was somehow my spring broke first, and then. The, the set screw for the jaw went shortly thereafter. So Nice. Well, <laughs> owner hooks are, are made of the hardest alloy of steel on the planet. It's called unobtainium. It's uh, those things, man. <laughs> Back in my bass fishing days, I used the owners, and you could not. I, I actually uprooted trees with extra wide gap owners that got hung up and I couldn't break the line because it was like 30 pound braid. And so I just tied it around the cleat on my bass boat and uh, put the trolling motor on high and tried to yank, break the line with my trolling motor and it ended up ripping this little tree out by the roots. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, well, good knots, good hook. Good knots, good hook. That's exactly it. Yeah, I do I, like their mosquito hooks, man. I love the shit out of their mosquito hooks for uh, for a stinger. Oh, dude, those things are mm-hmm. those things are amazing for stingers. Super, super sticky too. Hmm. Yeah, you got to be careful around those things. They they'll hook you every which way. Yep. <laughs> yes, Uri Bob. So, so, Steve, you went fishing today, right? I did. 
I did. It started, uh, I went to bed last night like I normally do. <laughs> We're going was, way back. And it was windy. So I'm like, oh, great. It's going to suck. Woke up at six. Like, windows are rattling. It's so windy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, this is going to really suck. Nine o'clock rolls Horrible around. Up. And it's calm. It's calm as can be here in Rattown. You know, and I wow. called my buddy. I was like, hey, man, let's go fish. And he's like, well, I don't know. I heard it's, you know, blowing pretty hard out that way. And I was like, well, whatever. So I, I sat around and and um, kind of, you know, I had lunch and whatnot. And then I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go. If it's windy, it's windy. It's only like 30 miles away. Whatever. So drive down there. Sure enough, windy as all hell. I mean, 40 mile an hour gusts, white caps. And I'm like, fuck. I should have just stayed home, but you never know. You never know, right? <laughs> never know. So I go get on the side where the wind's blowing from, throw a few casts, nothing, nothing. You know, I'm there for like 45 minutes. Kind of calms down. The wind switches, comes in my face. So I'm like, okay. Go over to the dam. Wind quits. No more wind the rest of the day. Damn. And unlike Scott, I went one for one. <laughs> one, perfect perfect one goddamn bite one fish mic drop oh man <laughs> but uh it was a, it was a healthy little bow man he he took a a biscuit colored blob about five and a half mm. feet deep yeah biscuit colored huh yeah wow so uh yeah it was it was I a think that's, i think that's nice. what i call tan or cream. It's it's kind of it's it's kind of a cream, but it's more towards the pink than it is the brown. You know what I mean? Ooh. Whisker biscuit. Yeah, it's pretty nice. But yeah, so I went and <laughs> a little more towards the pink. Got out on the <laughs> got out on the old flat water and did the old Sorry. thing. Nice, bro. So that's all I shore fishing. That's huh? all I can ask. Yeah, shore fishing. It was good. That's cool. It was good, man. It, you know, I've been fishing this lake since I was like 10 years old, so it's good to get back to, you know, kind of the places you start and whatnot, even though it's a puddle of what it used to be. There ain't no water in it, but it's life. I haven't done that in a while. Get back to your, your hometown lakes? Yeah, I, well, I haven't shore fished on a lake for quite some time i haven't yeah. done any lake fishing for a while i need to do that when you get the belly boats out get after it yeah definitely i was actually talking about there's a couple of uh carp spots that that are pretty wide and deep and uh tough to get a cast and men to and it's like let's get the belly boats out and go hit that shit yeah. so we're gonna try we're gonna try that let's see right. what we can rally up hell yeah might as well man get him dude i got geez i've been now that i think about it i got my ass handed to me last time i went carp fishing too things are going sideways for me it's because you went back to work that's exactly it i I guess (laughs) i guess damn it the fish the fish gods are like oh you wanna you wanna go to work okay ignore us go to work (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm trying yeah i think last time i went carp fishing i i saw like 30 carp and i was 
I mean, I was drifting shit right under their noses where they were feeding and could not get any of them to bite. It was uh, it was a little frustrating. Mm. Bastards. Mm-hmm. Bastard. I wish. So BJ, bass fishing again. BJ did not fish today, but BJ fishing tomorrow. Yeah. I fished last weekend. Oh, you did, uh, yeah. Uh, local stream. Yeah. So right now here, um, Pennsylvania's goofy. I think I talked about it last time. We we can't fish certain streams until opening day, which is, I think, the 13th of April. Um, so, you know, the only streams you can fish here, any uh, any of the – any of the stock streams you can't fish any of the, you know, class a wild, uh, trout streams. You can fish those. Uh, you can't touch the lakes until opening day. Um, so the only thing that that's open right now is kind of the delayed harvest artificial only stuff. So I'm fishing. It's, it's my home water. It's where I learned to trout fish when I was eight years old and, um, been fishing it my whole life. So me and the wife are going again tomorrow. Nice. They just stocked uh, last Friday, so it's a bunch of bright egg patterns, and I showed you guys the little uh, blobby worm. I don't know what to call that thing, but some uh, pretty much you the brighter did. it is, they'll probably eat it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> you just named it. Yep. yep. <laughs> blobby worm. The blobby worm. So, yeah, brighter the better. Yeah, they'll eat that shit up, man. Yeah. The old ladybug pattern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> ladybug. Ladybug city. Hell yes. Well, that's good, man. Everybody's fishing. Everybody's time flies. Scott's not time flies yet, but Scott is well on the way to time flies. Yeah. I'm pre I'm pre tying. I'm getting there. You're prepping. I'm inspired. I think I'm going to pick like, I don't know, maybe three or four patterns and just tie the shit out of them and just have, cause I, I mean, that's about what I fish anyway. So I'll just, I'll just, you know, pick a couple of uh, mid merger patterns that I fish a lot of and uh, maybe some uh, like BWO merger patterns that I like to tie and get after it. Yes. What is your favorite BWO merger pattern? Mm, well, uh, my favorite is called the CDC Wing Casey merger by uh, Solitude. It's it's similar to a Barza merger, but it doesn't have the legs on it. It's a really kind of clean profile. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the, honestly, the reason I uh, started fishing those was, was way back when uh when i was first fishing deckers i set up my gopro um <clears throat> just like stuck it in the bottom of the river in the sand and was trying to fa- i had just gotten a gopro so i was just trying to mess around with it and see what i could what i could see on it so i was like trying to drift to see if i could see my indicator see if i could see my bugs what i didn't realize was there was a serious uh, bwo hatch popping uh, while I was recording. And so I'm playing it back, watching it. And there were dozens and dozens of these things like coming up right in front of the camera lens. Nice. And the, the one thing I noticed about them was 
how clean they were. I mean, they looked like almost like mosquito larvae. You see those where you, where it's just got the head and then it's got the body and it's kind of squirming up through the water column. Uh, they looked a lot like that. And they did have kind of the, the bubble on them, you know, that they used to float up. Right. And, uh, but no discernible legs. They had a, a real kind of, you know, a, I, I say clean, but the the wing case and everything wasn't really protruding at all. It was just kind of a slim profile. And so uh, I looked and they had some, I was looking at the bars emergers and I'm like, yeah. And I was thinking about trimming the legs off. And one of the guys at the fly shop that's no longer there was like, Oh yeah, we, I see, saw this other pattern that uh, solitude has that's uh, you know, similar. And so we looked at that and I ordered some and, just started hammering fish up at Decker's with them. So I don't know. I like tying them too. They're, they're pretty easy tie. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's always funny how we, you know, as fly tires, we always strive to, uh, you know, have the right looking legs and legs on this, you know, this emerger and this one. And and they're really not needed when you get down to the nuts and bolts of what you're trying to do. Yeah, and I—I I mean, I'm not an entomologist or anything, but I—I I know the bars emergers are a, a really good pattern that people have a lot of success with, and I'm sure there are some mayflies that you know that do have more legs showing or or whatever when they're when they're emerging. I don't know; they they kind of vary, I'm sure, but the ones I saw up there were were not that way. Clean. Like a bullet, mm-hmm. like a BWO bullet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like it. I'll I'll post a yeah. uh, I'll post a link to that bug after yes. we're done. Yes. Cool. Yes. Um. So let's. What do we have in terms of topics? Anything anybody wants to? Pick? Um. Fly fishing and fly tying. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Those are two topics that I think would go really good on this podcast. What is the soup du jour? <laughs> it's the soup of the day. <laughs> mm, I'll have that. <laughs> oh, so funny. Do we want to grab some of the stuff off of or, like the Instagram ones? Yeah, I do. I do want to do a couple of those. I want to do like maybe one or two of these uh, miscellaneous topics. Then we can do the ad read. Then we can get to some of the Instagram stuff. I uh oh here's one. No, we did that one. Choose one destination, where and why. Money is no object. You gotta go tomorrow. Ooh, Colorado. Ooh. So I can fish with you two. Ooh, god damn it. See, I'm going to take Yeah. At, at Boxwood. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna suck because I'm gonna be in Patagonia. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> While BJ finally makes his way to Colorado, <laughs> yeah, I went all the way to Colorado, and you took your. It'll be like it'll be like trip. shit. Yeah, these assholes. Yeah, nobody's right. here. Steve's in Patagonia, and Scott's in Kamchatka. What the hell? <laughs> this is bullshit. I'm going to Labrador for the brook trout. <laughs> That's oh my going. god, dude! Those things are Ooh. monsters. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm there going. There you go. 
I would love to just go up there and skate mice for four or five <laughs> days for those things. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. Just nothing but mice. Or go God, to Alaska and do, do, do nothing but rainbows on mice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I might go to Minnesota and rail some muskie, too. Ooh. Well, yeah, we need more you're money. Gonna, you're going to need a bigger <laughs> bucket. <laughs> I'm going to need a bigger bucket and a boat. Yeah. And, and, a, and, sugar, a, sh- and a sugar mama. Yeah. <laughs> and a plane. Yeah, well, you can do that. Fun. Muskie's happening for me in the next year or two. So mm. There will be there a boat go. in my future at some point. There you go. Hell yeah. So that's that's one of the species I've never caught. Never caught a muskie. Yeah. I can't say I've never caught a pike anymore because I caught a little baby pike on the uh, dream stream. I've never caught a walleye. And I'm talking about like common common species that I have access to. Right. <laughs> I'm not talking about yeah. anything worldwide. But yeah, that's uh I finally got, got white fish. Yeah, I caught dollies. I've, I, finally, I finally got my white fish up in Idaho. Check that box. Nice. Yeah, but no walleye, no uh, no muskie, no tiger muskie. Got to check that box. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. You know where you can get them? New Mexico. Pennsylvania. Oh, really? There you go. There you go. Oh, yeah. I like my yeah, odds. They got a really good muskie program here for as far as stocked, you know, muskie. But we got a lot of pike. I grew up fishing for pike. Yeah, I was going to do pike today and then I was like, "Well, no, I don't uh the wind was actually blowing where the pike lake was, so I just went with the trout instead." It worked out. Cool. Took the easy way out. Yeah. Yeah, I took the easy way out. <laughs> All right, let's pick some topics from Instagram. Anybody got one they like? Oh, I got to look at that again. Uh, here's one that I was torn on today from at Riesler, Riesler. Droppers, what and when, tags, eye to eye or to bend. Ooh. So... I was throwing a three-fly rig today with a blob on top, a coronamid, I don't know, 18 inches below that, and a balanced leech, probably two feet below that. I went I or I went to um, everything I tied for a dropper was off the eye, and when I got that fish in, everything was a tangled goddamn mess. <laughs> so. Lake fishing, I am not a fan of the going to the eye for my droppers. I'm going to change that up definitely and just run tags next time. Hmm. So that's mm. my that's my two cents. I did not do very well with the with the eye connections today. Just absolutely ripped my lineup. Yeah, I I try to um, I typically put my droppers on the hook bend. Um, but when it's, when it's really cold, I find that 
the the line doesn't stretch enough to get a really good grip on the hook and i fish barbless so i tend to lose a lot of those droppers um when i time to the bend so if i'm if i'm using like 6x off a real small hook then i'll um i'll either tie my top fly with a really long um tag end and then tie the dropper on that or i'll just i'll just tie another uh another clinch to the to the hook eye for the dropper Yeah, I don't uh like you're saying small small flies and then that just the the colder water on some of these tippets makes it, you know, where it's like you're tying with uh almost like a weed eater cord <laughs> you know what it seems like sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't stretch. I mean, you're using fluoro anyway, which doesn't stretch a ton, but you know, when you go to set that hook or set that uh, knot, it just doesn't grip around the hook and I'll just kind of test it out and I'll try to move it with my fingernail and see if it, if it resists a lot, then I'm good to go. But if it's just kind of sliding around on there, then I know I'm going to lose that dropper. I'll just tie it to the hook. eye. yeah. Yeah. I would say, uh, I don't do the hook bend unless I'm really dry droppers. The only time I use the hook bend for the most part, I'm a, I'm a off the eye guy or, you know, if I'm fishing uh, and I want to have two flies in different parts of the water column, I'll do a triple surgeons with a tag end and kind of something smaller, like an emerger on that top fly to kind of hit that middle of the water column. But I very rarely go off the hook bend just because of what Scott said, sliding off that off that hook. And I'd rather not lose it that way. So. Yeah, I mean, because all you got to do is lose a little bit of tension on that thing, and it's it's coming yep. off, you know. Especially with any yep. of the any of the the barbless hooks that are worth the shit. I mean, that needle point is very small, and all it takes is a little wiggle, and it's going. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I fish jig hooks a lot, so the the off the eye, the 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 fly actually kind of hangs below that hinge point. Yep. So it doesn't doesn't get tangled as as easily as maybe a curved uh, caddis hook or something else might. Yeah. Yeah. I was really kicking myself in the ass for not not running like a double surgeons and you know running like a six inch tag off that and I was being lazy is all it was. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got that got that fish me. in blob in his mouth. He starts rolling in the net. Next thing you know, everything is ripped to shreds. I'm like, oh shit. I hate that shit. That's why I don't I don't even fish three fly rigs because it's always such a shit show for me. I just my casting's not good enough, my uh my mending's not good enough, and I always end up getting them all tangled around fish when I get them into the net, especially mm. those small ones. That was pissing me off when we were fishing on the wand. I was like those little freaking stalkers. Every oh, yeah. uh, Every time I'd get one of those stupid little stalkers on, it would freaking wrap, wrap all my shit up. So we got a death stare. Hold I on. was kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought we had a death stare going on there for a second. I heard a little commotion. And I saw you just laser beam on something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, that's the ice maker. No, oh, there you go. 
Got to keep them drinks cold. Keep them cold. Yeah, those those little. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I just said don't do the dishes. I guess I wasn't specific enough about other (laughs) noisemakers. Hey, we're gonna throw some ice in this tin cup and uh, slosh it around. Okay. Ooh, ooh. Maybe, maybe she's making me a tin cup. Ooh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Very nice. Yeah, I, I hate when they put the. When they dump the stalkers in the San Juan, man, because it is, it is literally a fight to keep them off of your line every time. Every damn time. <laughs> but give it a while, yeah, those stalkers just... will be eaten up by the bigger fish, so. Oh, yeah. They'll either be bigger fish or they'll be inside bigger fish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That is exactly All right, right. So I got one here that's, uh, let's see, from Adder Archery 15. Um, kind of going along with uh, with your day today, Steve. He asks uh, how to fly fish still waters. Ooh, yeah. It was, uh, I think my biggest, my biggest hurdle is, especially now early season stuff is figuring out where the fish are at and, and figuring out water depth when the lake is not exactly clear. It's kind of turning over a little bit. You know what I mean? So you're, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I know where my first fly is, you know, and I'm, you know, I, I typically target like the six foot zone with my top fly. And then I know I'm down to 10 feet ish with my bottom fly. And then just mm-hmm. kind of based on based on behavior, you know, if I see them up top, I'll bring it up. Um, today was, I mean, today was just a a crapshoot all over the place. I just, I could not. I don't know if I couldn't get the depth dialed or if I couldn't get my placement dialed. I don't know what it was, but it it took me two hours to finally get everything right where I got a bite. Mm. Depth depth is definitely the the key to still waters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. What sort of uh depth, I mean, when you're when you're figuring depth wise, what are you trying to target? Really, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to base everything just off the the lay of the land, you know what I mean? I knew I was on I knew I was on the dam I know the dam was roughly a two to one slope, so I knew if I was yeah. roughly twenty feet out, I'm ten feet deep. Oh, okay. You know, little little bit of math there for you. <laughs> DJ, what do you? What's your uh, geometry what's your approach? So, um, you know, I'm I'm probably. A, this will be my third year, I guess, fishing Stillwater for trout. If we're, I mean, I assume we're talking about trout specifically here. So, yeah. um, it's a uh, little not necessarily, but okay. go with it. Yeah. So my, um, I'm a little bit overkill on my setup. I mean, I'm using a ten foot seven weight only because that's what I have. I'd probably prefer to have a six weight out yeah. there where I'm fishing mainly wind you know I, I typically get a lot more wind on the lake and having that little heavier rod just kind of helps you get through that shit um 
Steve, I think you're running usually a similar setup to me, uh, a blob on the top, which is mainly an attractor pattern um, to, to get the attention. And then, you know, I'll run a uh, pheasant tail or some type of natural damselfly, something below that, and then usually a leech on the bottom, um, nine times out of ten yeah. is what I'm running. Yeah, if, I, if I'm running static on an indicator, that's that's typically my setup. You know what I mean? I go blob, you know, coronamid, balance mm-hmm. leech. Um, yep. If I'm if I'm long, I don't know if you want to call it long lining. I guess you can call it long lining or lock style. Then long and strong. Then you know I'm usually ten foot or nine foot leader, and I will throw a. I won't throw a damsel, but I'll throw like an olive-colored leech mm-hmm. as my lead fly. And I'll come off the hook bend two feet to a um, maroon or, you know, it's the it's the ruby-eyed leech. I think it's uh, I think it's Brian Chan's pattern or I think or Raleigh's one of those two. But I'll throw that ruby-eyed leech behind that. And then off of that, then I'll throw a damsel. Because damsels really, you know, damsels are not like a, they're not a static bug. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're not. They're not coming up like coronamids. They're not depending on gas bubbles to get to the top. They're. They're all about motion. So, that's typically when I throw my damsels on a long line. Mm. Some info. You had me a damsel. Ooh. Damsel. Well, the funny thing is, like when I when I think of stillwater fishing, I hardly ever indicator fish on still water i'm always throwing nymphs i'm always throwing like damsel nymphs dragonfly nymphs woolly buggers leeches shit like that and i'm i'm using full sink line um and just trying to find the weed edges uh either the the shallow side of it but typically the deep side um and i'll use either an intermediate sink or a sink tip uh, or in some cases, full sink. But what I'm trying to do is do the cast it out and do kind of the countdown to get them to the depth that I want them. And depending on what, you know, if you're fishing a damsel, uh, it's a real slow retrieve. Um, you know, those things just swim really slow through the water. And what will happen is they'll they'll get kind of detached from the vegetation and they'll try to swim looking for cover. And those trout swim right along the edges of those weed lines. And uh, they'll either be right on top of them or they'll be in pockets inside the weeds or right on the outside edge or the inside edge. It's tough to locate that stuff, especially from shore. And like you said, Steve, when the water's off color, but um, I will throw, you know, I'll throw some indicator rigs occasionally. Uh, but my go-to on still water is, is casting and stripping. Or if I'm in a belly boat, sometimes I'll just kind of, I'll just kind of count down, let it sink down to where I want it and slowly kick with my fins and just kind of strip it and, work it that way but uh i i think on still water because you know in in the rivers the food's coming to the fish when they're in still water they got to go to the food so they're looking for ambush points but they're also just kind of foraging i mean they they work those weeds and i've 
I've seen fish in uh, in some clearer lakes that you can watch them feeding, and they just they just are swimming along, picking stuff right off the weed beds, and just grubbing away. And occasionally you'll see them chase something, but one of my go tos when uh, when things are kind of slow is I'll take full sink, cast out as much as I can, and if I'm on my in my belly boat, I'll I'll actually kick and strip line off while I'm kicking out so that it, I get as much line out as I can. I let it all sink to the bottom. And then I do like a two handed strip retrieve as fast as I can with a big dragonfly nymph. And uh, cause those dragonfly nymphs, they fill their abdomens with water and then they shoot the water out like for propulsion. Yep. So they go shooting through the water in these kind of, you know, almost pulsating because they fill up and then they squirt that water out and they shoot and then they slow down, they fill up again. And so they kind of almost like a, a hard strip. And when you get them right down on the bottom and those uh, in that moss and the weeds and that shit, like a size six, you get that thing stripping as hard and fast as you can. Those fish will rip that shit out of your hands. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time, man. That's for sure. <laughs> and the good old olive and black woolly bugger is always a good go-to for me. Oh yeah, on uh, on still water. Yeah, definitely. I uh, I typically long line, like you said. I mean, indicator is, I don't know. Indicator is seems to be a lot. Uh, I won't say more effective, but on these these heavily stocked lakes, I think it is more effective if you can catch those little cruisers, sure. you know. Mm-hmm. But the long line is definitely uh, definitely how I how I grew up doing still waters. You know, get it out there, and like you said, count it down. You know, figure out what your sink rate is, and just wait. Yeah, it also depends on the lake too. I mean, sometimes you, you know, you've got sort of a wide open. You got you don't have a bunch of shit around you. You can make long bombs and and cast way out there and kind of do what you want. Other times, some of the lakes I fish, or you know, if I'm fishing for grass carp or whatever, they just they the the water levels are pretty low, and so you've got these big high mud banks, and then you got weeds and shit on top of those so trying to get a good back cast without getting your shit all messed up is uh is pretty tough so it it that kind of dictates how you approach it oftentimes as well if if you don't have a real good back cast then a lot of times just having a having a you know indicator rig that you can kind of do a little one-handed spay snap tea kind of stuff and just kind of launch it out there just to get it off on the outside deep edge of the weed beds is where uh, where I think it's most productive mm-hmm. preach preach my man mm. preach <laughs> BJ what so, do you check anyway, you uh, thanks. you kind of roll that same school of thought Yeah, I think uh, Scott's a little further than I am in that game. <laughs> I tell you what, I am going to get what I am going to do more with the long line this year is I'm going to throw the the intermediate sink tip with like a 14. It ends up being like 14 feet, but uh, with the booby and then the you know the the kind of 
weightless nymph in the middle and lead it with a blob on that sink tip, you know, the intermediate, so you got a big bow. Supposedly that's fun. That sounds dirty. Supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> yeah. Supposedly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, most of the lakes did, did – uh, I'm fishing here. I'd call more ponds than lakes, so, you know, there's not really anything uh, bigger than a, a – I don't know, a couple dozen acres at most, but most of it you can, you know, get out there pretty easily. There's most of it's county, county owned or state owned. So, um, you don't really sure have a hard... those or belly boat or what? It's all shore for the most yeah. part. Some people get out on kayaks and fish them, but you know, we got some weird boat regulations here. Like, even some of the little bit bigger lakes, it's electric motor only. Or, you know, there's just it, it's hard to it's pretty hard to own a boat and get out on a, on some of these lakes. So um, it's weird, but there's there's our government action making it easy mm-hmm. for the sportsman. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, sportsman of, who pays for everything, yeah, exactly, yeah. for everybody else. I mean, some of these lakes are, you know, they got public fishing areas. And I mean, if you had somebody out there ripping in a 75 horsepower boat there, yeah, that probably ain't good. <laughs> That's true. That is true. No, not at all. But you only. Yeah, I'll throw, uh, I'll throw one more, uh, one more tip out there that I've learned. Um, when I, when I fish uh, smallmouth, uh, I like to fish like a crawfish pattern or something similar to that right down on the bottom just kind of slow crawling it on the rocks and uh what i was finding is you know using a sink a full sink line the the angle of the line is pretty much parallel to the bottom of the lake right so i was getting hung up all the time and when it gets hung up you can't do anything about it because it's straight lined already so what i started doing i, I got a uh a real heavy grain sink tip um, that would it would you know the the tip part of it it's is like I don't know twenty five feet long or something so your angle is almost it's almost vertical I mean it's not quite but right. it's way more vertical than the full sink so you're still moving at the same speed and it's kind of bumping along the bottom but if you start to feel it get hung or you know it could be a fish eating or whatever you kind of pop your rod or you do like a strip set kind of thing and it'll it'll pop up instead of coming towards you so you're less likely to get hung up so that's uh i had a lot better success with that just you know not having to if i'm out in my belly boat and i get hung up every freaking five minutes and you gotta spin around and kick back the other direction to get it unhung being able to just kind of pop it real quick and and get it out of there so you can keep fishing is uh is a way better with the with a uh, sink tip yes i agree 100 percent. it's almost like um you know like you're saying it's it's all about it's just it's all about that little leverage that little parabola or whatever the fuck you want to call it <laughs> i call it the, the angle of, i call it the angle of the dangle the angle of the dangle yeah the angle of the dangle <laughs> is increased and higher to the surface of the water your flies will get out of the bottom easier there you go 
science. Wow. So thanks for the uh, thanks for the the topic adder archery fifteen. There we go. All right, BJ, you got one. You got one you like? Mm. Yeah, talk about catching him off guard, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Why, yes, I uh-uh. do. Hold on one second. I'm uh, translating. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these we've we've covered. So yeah, we have. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna freestyle and go Ooh. off the off the playbook here. So Omaha, uh, row. Um, <laughs> last fly that you tied. And Ooh. why? So I'll go. Mine was. Uh, and why? Yeah, why? Why'd you tie that fly? There's always a why, and then sometimes it's it's like. <laughs> yeah, tell tell yours, and then I'll tell you mine. The why mine is always is, uh, the most important. Yes. So mine would be an olive Kelly Gallup uh, boogeyman Ooh. that I tied earlier today with a size six. Uh, B10S in the back and a size two in the front. And uh, the reason I tied it is because my local smallmouth uh, have been crushing a white one, so I wanted some olive ones to go along with it. So, Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Right. One more reason. I need, I need to get out to Pennsylvania. Yeah. The tiger muskies, <laughs> the pike, and the smallmouth. And smallmouth. Yeah, so we... So we have a uh, tiger muskie and real muskie. Oh, yeah. so that's four Mus- reasons: muskie, muskie, and tiger muskie. That's badass. And pike, and uh, yes. what's the other one? Pickerel. You want? No, 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 no. Uh, bowfin. <laughs> yeah, I'm just naming fish. Pickerel. There gar. Are gar. There are some gar here. Yeah. Mm. Nice pickerel. The pickerel is is just a pike, right? I mean, it's like that almost the same there. fish. I think it's yeah, roughly yeah. the same fish, just a little different color. Mm. Mm. It's like a pickerel. It's like a pita bread trying to be a tortilla. Same shit, <laughs> just a little different. A little different. So one's got a pocket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one, <laughs> one don't. Supposedly, bowfin are amazingly fun on a fly rod. So I've been told. So there's a question for you: Name a fish that isn't fun on a fly rod. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, That's a short list right there. Sunfish number forty-five of the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the fiftieth the fiftieth eight inch stalker on the San Juan in yeah. the first hour. <laughs> exactly. In the first hour. That's it. That <laughs> one's not as much fun. No. <laughs> oh man. God yeah, I'm not uh I'm not I'm not too too picky, man. If something wants to eat my bug and I get it to fucking pull and it pulls back, I'm like, I don't care what you look like. as long as they fight yeah it's fun yeah Yeah, I agree it's fun shit Uh, my last fly was a two tone blob with a uh, flash boot tail so it was like uh, 
I don't know what that. I don't know what they call that red. It's like a really red, like something. And then um, I use the biscuit for the ass. Two tone blob. And the only reason I tied it is because I saw it on fly tying or fly fishing Europe on the Instagram page. So there you go. <laughs> I'm going to take that. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was like, oh, two tone blob in that configuration? Yes, please. You. Well, I don't know what the last fly was that I tied. The last one I remember tying, I tied up a couple dozen uh, pine squirrel leeches. Um, what else? That's probably that's probably most likely the last ones I tied because we did a uh, fly swap or a charity auction or something like that, and I tied up a a dozen of two or three different colors of uh, pine squirrel leech for that. Nice. That rust brown. I like those. Uh, natural put asses in the seats. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I used the natural. I used the crap out of that and the rust mm-hmm, and olive and black. Yeah. But well, the way I tie mine is uh, the way I was taught was you tie the strip in at the above the bend of the hook and then you tie forward and then you tie it again like kind of behind the hook eye and then you palmer it but the way i do mine is i tie it in at the tail and then i start palmering it i palmer it all the way up so i get a nice big fat body and uh because i think with the with the pine squirrel leeches i always find that once you get them wet they're like super super skinny which in some cases is exactly what you want but i like i like the big fat body because i just see it just has this like pulsating movement when you strip it through the water it's got more body to it i'm more confident with a fat bottom girl (laughs) fat bottom girl (laughs) you make the rocking world yeah we uh i went and saw that movie the other day it was pretty good Nice. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen any yeah. adult new movies. No, me neither. Young I just see the always... adult movies on my phone. Ooh. Well, I've, yeah, I've seen those ones too, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm I think, a... uh, why? Well, yeah, it was funny. We, we watched that movie and then, uh, I think my wife tagged me in a post that we were watching the movie and one of my buddies saw it and commented and asked how it was. And I said, it was so good. I'm going to get an AIDS test tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. Just in case. <laughs> I like it a lot. Even so anyway, that's my flight tying. There you go. Good question. I'm going to have a lot more to talk about here in the near future, I think. Yeah. Once you get that Renzetti, you'll be rocking. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Renzetti's are rocking. Don't come a knocking. Dude, I, yeah, I just need to, uh, I just need to launder about five or 600 more bucks so I can pay cash for that thing. Keep uh, it below the radar. <laughs> you get the traveler for like 170. You'll be good. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. That's all I need. Yeah, yeah just get the need. traveler. That's all you need. You don't need the presentation ones or any of that shit. Mm. So the traveler's got the spinny thingy 
It's yep. a rotary vice. Yep. All right. All right. That I can do. Oh yeah. And they're 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 solid, man. Um mm. what was I gonna say? Yeah, I I subscribe to the school of tie in the tail above the bend and palmer up from there. That's those are mine. Yeah, that's how you do it too, huh? Yeah. Nice. They just they just like you said, they look too skinny if you don't if you don't. You got a big fat head and no body. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. <laughs> Hell yes. Well, what else do we have? We get we got about an hours. So, what's the next? What's the next tie for you guys? What do you What do you got in the on deck? Ooh. Ooh. I'm I'm definitely going more streamers now that I got my vice back up and running. I couldn't do any streamers for the past week and a half, so. I don't know yet. Something streamerish. Actually, you know, actually, I'm going to tie more Nancy P's, which is uh, another one of Gallup's patterns with uh, kind of like a crawfish pattern. I'm going to have to Google that one. Yeah, it's an articulated crawfish pattern. Yeah, he's got, wow. a, he's got a lot of good shit, man. Yep. I am going to focus my efforts on... Wands, sniper, betas, and all those little betas flies that wand ties. Because those things are money. Uh, I saw him. I saw him tie one down at uh, Angler's Covey at the at the fly fishing hooting nanny. At the hooting nanny. Yep. Yeah, dude, that was crazy. So you know, I you know, I won the uh, the ultimate rod case at the film tour, the fly mm-hmm. fishing F three T. So I was with Dan when I uh, when I won that. Shout out to BTD. And, yeah, Bluetooth Dan. And uh, so we head down to the the fly fishing hoot nanny down at at a uh, Angler's Covey in the Springs. And there's a lot of people there, man. They had like gift bags for the swag bags for the first hundred people through the door and there was a line through the parking lot to get into that place and it was like snowing and cold so pretty popular uh, event but so they had a raffle there and funny thing was we were talking about um we're standing there at the cash register and somebody was saying something about oh yeah you're the guy that won the rod case you know we were kind of laughing about it and they handed out playing cards for the raffle so they had like two decks of cards and he would just say, okay, we're about to give away some stuff. Everybody get a card. And then he would start pulling cards off the deck. And the very first card he pulled was the three of spades, but I didn't hear him. I was talking to Rachel and, and Dan goes, Hey Scott, do you have the three of spades? You got the three of spades. And I go, yeah, I got the three of spades. Let me know if he calls it. He goes, he just called it. And I looked up and he's holding the three of spades up and I'm like, Holy shit. So I was the first one picked in the raffle. Uh, But then, like, yeah, later in the day, um, they raffled off another ultimate rod case. And so uh, we're standing there, and we've all got our cards. I've got the king of clubs. And I was standing on one side of of Dave, who was the one calling the 
pulling the cards and calling them. He was up like on a stool, so he was kind of elevated. He's a tall guy anyway. Dan was on the opposite side of him where I couldn't see him, and then everybody's kind of gathered around. And uh, he called like eight cards that nobody had, and he kept going through, going once, going twice. And then he calls the Ten of Hearts. And I'm like, oh, I got the King of Clubs, whatever. And then I noticed Dan like leans around from behind Dave and looks at me and makes eye contact with me. And then he lifts his card up and it's the fucking Ten of Hearts. Nice. And I just went, no fucking way. And I like, I went, yes, like that. And Rachel heard me hollering and I heard her go, did Scott win that one too? <laughs> and somebody's like, no, Dan won it. And she's like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. So it was funny as hell. So now it's like, everybody's going, oh, these things are rigged, right? <laughs> yeah. It must be, must be rigged. So yeah, that was pretty damn cool. So he uh, he won that one. So now we figured out if he drives, I win. When I drive, he wins. So we're like, oh, we need to get somebody else to drive us so we can both win. Ooh, okay. I so mean, I mean, I will drive. But yeah, I've been uh, I've been pretty damn lucky in the raffles lately, man. And yeah, it's some good shit. It. Well, and it's a good thing too because I uh, what I bought. I bought into a couple of different raffles down there too. One for like Trout Unlimited, and one of them was for a uh, a twenty gauge uh, Browning over under. So, pretty good chance I'll win that one. But uh, that would be nice. And then a whole bunch of uh, fishing stuff. Nice. That one draws like. March 27th or something, but they were doing them at like a whole bunch of different events. So there's like probably hundreds of people that are in that one. Hell yeah. So, yeah. So if you want to win something, take Scott fishing with you. (laughs) Something, man. (laughs) Lucked out. Moral of the story. Yeah, right. Some of my good luck will rub off on you. Yes. All right. Well, I think that's uh, about all we have, isn't it? You just got to get to bed. He's already almost eleven, so yeah, I'm ready to fish. So we'll let him. Uh, we'll let BJ. Hell read yeah, this, brother. We'll let BJ read this ad, then he can go make some sleepy times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Earn your all sleep. Right. Earn it. So this podcast was brought to you by Fifty Two Eighty Angler. If you are searching for expert guides and fly fishing fun on the front range in Colorado, in case you're not from there and every time these guys say front range, you never knew what the hell they were talking about, be sure to check out 5280 Angler. Whether you're looking to sharpen your skills on the South Platte system, play a perfect date, or host the ultimate party on the water, 5280 Angler has your trip covered. The guys at 5280 have the passion, the skill, and the experience to serve you. Find web specials at 5280angler.com and check out recent trip pics on Facebook and Instagram at 5280angler. 5280angler is passionate about service and wild about fish. And uh, don't forget Rob's family and friends discount to all podcast listeners. So just mention that for the best public water rates. Bam. Yeah. No. And uh, I got to say, man, those guys are out there, man. On uh, Every day I'm seeing them on Instagram posting up some All amazing fish. 
And I'm out here like, oh, okay. Yeah, those those dudes work. <laughs> yeah, they're always out somewhere. Yep. If, if you're if you're, we just seeing... keep telling him, keep posting shit up. We're trying to get BJ out to Colorado. Yes. Keep tempting him. <laughs> keep tempting. Yeah, I mean, if, if it's not Gino, it's Jeremy. If it's not Jeremy, it's Tom. If it's not Tom, it's uh, you know any of the Tony. other guys. Tony, Ben. Yep. Ben, yeah, Ben. Yeah, those guys are out. except except those guys are they're all fucking off over in you know wherever they are in tropical paradise catching marlin and all kinds of other shit. Oh yeah, rough life. So yeah, there you go, fifty two eighty. True. Somebody got to do it. Doing the thing. That's right. All right, gentlemen. Yeah, those guys work their asses off though. They deserve a they deserve a tropical retreat every now and then. Oh yeah, definitely. I think they were just up in uh, Minnesota doing some ice fishing, you know. Not oh, so tropical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not quite tropical, but uh, quite. I guess there's something. So, yeah, they'll get back and they'll get right into the season. This is kicked off at Boxwood, so they'll be busier than hell. Yep. Well, I hope Rob hasn't like spent three thousand dollars on uh, on on a arts and crafts project from a kindergartner on the in the auction. Yeah, no kidding. Local artisan. <laughs> nah, Local it's for a good artisan. cause. It's for the kids, people. It's for yeah. the kids. Actually, we don't even know what it's for, so it's good. I think he said something he said, about he baseball. He said something about baseball, so yeah, it's not really menopause. Whatever happened to whatever happened to making the kids sell candy bars? You know what I mean. Right. Uh-huh. Make them work for it. They're like, no, we're just gonna all go get fucked yeah, up we're online just do and a, spend a bunch of money. Gonna have a gala. Okay, good. <laughs> no, that shit going on in the baseball league I played in. No. Yeah. Meanwhile, my kids selling dollar beef sticks to anybody that wants to buy them. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you Rob, go. Rob's kids are having freaking auctions and. Selling jewelry and shit. Yeah, yeah, silent <laughs> auctions and shit, and other kids are after working. Produced by child labor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my kids at Lowe's selling freaking popcorn. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, gents. That's good shit. Well, why don't you fade into this Saturday night nicely, huh? Yeah. Enjoy your uh, fishing tomorrow, BJ. And yeah. uh, Steve, you enjoy, enjoy the rest of your stay in Raton. Will do. You going to fish anymore? Uh, probably not. We'll head up in the morning. So Nice. Take my, take my one day and be happy. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, don't forget about me. Uh, we got to go grab some ramen or something one of these yes. days. Yes. Soon now enough. that my office, now that my office is like seven miles from yours, yes, cool, closer. <laughs> All yeah, right, yeah. enjoy it. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yes. All right, dude. Talk to you later. Peace All right, out. good night, guys. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time, turn all of the lights on.